Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is today's a good day. Today is a great day, in fact, because I get to talk to a friend, somebody that's just killing it. And I I'm very selfish today because this is gonna be about me. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm I'm just gonna soak up all this knowledge and hopefully you guys get to participate. Steph Sanchez, how are you? How are you doing? Hey, hey, John. Uh, it's good to be on. It's been a while, but uh, I've been meaning to get you on my podcast too. So right now we got a dual stream going. So it's this is going on in my podcast, but definitely before the draft, I got to get you on because I know you've been doing a lot of a lot of draft work. Man, it's it's this time of year. I freaking love it. The draft is kind of like one of my babies, and mm-hmm. it, it was funny because like I remember being. 10, 11 years old, just watching round three of the draft, like which wasn't normal. Um, but now here we are, somewhat adults. Um, and I just love this, man. And nobody, it hats off to you. Nobody has crushed this whole time frame more than you. What you've done, uh, combine, traveling, pro days, visits, guests on your show. If you have not subscribed to her show yet, you got to at Steph49K. Uh, the 49 Carrots podcast. You do work for lots of people. I know you and Aponte got your thing going on too. Mm-hmm. Incredible stuff out there. So real quick, let's just do a brief kind of overview. Throughout this whole process, you've met and talked and seen so many people. How? What's your feel just on the overarching theme of the 49ers draft prep and kind of what it is they've been looking into and what it is they've kind of been looking for? Uh, well, definitely after the combine got the sense that they're all in on tight ends, right? Like they were meeting (laughs) with every tight end at the combine, whether it was formal interviews or informal, uh, but every tight end that we spoke to, and you know, there was a few of us out there, right? Brad, uh, Jordan, uh, Kyle, KP, uh, so between all of us, like we were kind of able to talk to a lot of the tight ends and they all pretty much met with the 49ers at some capacity. And so definitely that's, that's going to be a huge thing for them. Uh, offensive linemen in, Oh my God. Look, look a- G- <laughs> Peacock in the, in the chat says, is that Steph Sanchez or Nick Bosa? Uh, I can't tell. And if you guys have not seen her, um nick bosa interviews and all the things i mean i'm telling you uh, we got so much talent in the 49ers kind of content creator sphere but man i i I lose it i I laugh when nick bosa does an interview but whatever you do and nick bosa (laughs) impersonation 
man, I, my stomach started. I belly laugh watching those. Uh, shout out to Peacock. <laughs> he, he's, he's a beast, but uh, yeah, sorry. No, 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 you're, you're good. Um, always love talking about the Nick Bosa impressions. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, I think offensive line for sure. I, I can't quite gauge what, uh, specific position. I mean, obviously tackle, right. Um, but I've, I've seen them talk with some guards as well. So it wouldn't shock me if, you know, in training camp, they experiment with some different looks on the offensive line because they did do the same thing uh, last training camp as well. So who knows, maybe they draft a guard and, and they try to move someone out to right tackle to compete with uh, McKivitz, right? So it wouldn't shock me, but I definitely do think they're going to be in the tackle market. Um, but for the most part, a lot of the offensive linemen that they have met with are like versatile guys, guys who can play multiple spots on the line. Um, and as of late, we've been seeing a lot of running backs, yeah. which is surprising, but not really. It's like Kyle Shanahan, you know, Bobby Turner, they're going to get their running back. I guess it's like an annual tradition. And it seems like they're look that could possibly look at some guys in the third round. Some of these names that started coming out yesterday. I mean, we that's got, what uh, gets me is because like initially they were late round guys, but now yeah. you're meeting with guys like Roshan Johnson. Like that dude's going early. Like he's not like, going to be there day three. So if that's somebody you want, round three again which you know we were live in vegas um last year which seems like gosh it was so much longer than a year ago we were going we were broadcasting live day two and the crowd got pissed off when they took tdp (laughs) like it was weird everybody was mad everybody was mad so i don't even know what it's gonna be like this year i don't know if it's like uh that could be like the annual smoke screen right like that maybe could be at this point, a lot of people kind of know that the 49ers have a history of getting running backs in the third round. Maybe they're kind of leaning into that a little bit to try to throw, you know, teams off. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, some definitely definitely some interesting names uh, like Rashawn Johnson, for sure, uh, Zach Charbonnet at UCLA. Those are all guys who could be fringe second round, third round guys, right? So definitely interesting that they'd be meeting with them. Uh, last week or a few days ago, I did tweet out that in my mind, I think the first three picks could very well be tight end, um, tackle. And I think I said safety as well. Okay. Okay. Cause I, w- I want to talk about I this. Safety. Yeah. It, it, but like, okay. Tackle and tight end, you seem pretty convicted on. And oh, sorry. You... Wait, it wasn't oh. safety. It was edge rusher. I'm sorry. Now you're speaking my language. See, yeah. I, we were gonna. I was gonna disagree with you on that one, but I wanted to <laughs> hear hear you out because again, you know more about this than anybody. And okay, so l- let's let's tackle these. No pun intended. One at a time. Okay, we're talking the third round cluster, which they have three picks currently: 99, 101, 102. Is there? Let, let's. I, I want to hear a position or a name that stands out to you. If the Niners took somebody that they visited with in the third round at offensive tackle. And you had to say, I think this guy is kind of the fit who they've talked to. Is there somebody that stands out at that position that you're just like, I could see this in the third round being this tackle taken? Um, you know, honestly, like they it, top 30 visits, which, you know, I kind of regard as like pretty important. Um, there haven't been a lot of tackles in, in that. Uh, Not in the so top 30. Hard. 
Yeah, so hard to say. Some guys that I like, like I like Wanya Morris. I like Tyler Steen. Um, but, you know, I'm probably the worst at telling you where guys are going to go. I have absolutely, like, no way of gauging that, right? Like, I'm I'm the worst at maybe those guys can fall to the third. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. So, but those are two names that I think would make sense for the 49ers um, who they have met with and who I think could be good fits. Right. Um, there's a couple of other guys uh, like Matthew Bergeron. I think he goes in the second round. Yeah. I think so, so as well. probably not going to be available for them unless they do a trade up, which the closer we get, the less I think that there will be a trade up, but I, I don't know. That's just, that, well, if they do trade up, you're field. losing picks, and that's exactly. one of those is going to be Kyle Shanahan running back. So <laughs> Shanahan's going to have to sign off on, hey, man, Kyle, we can go get this guy, but you're losing your toy this year, and I'm not so sure he's going to be okay with that. Uh, but you're, you're to get Bergeron, and again, just to... Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Put kind of brackets on Tyler Steen, I think is a third to fourth round guy. Wanya Morris, I think is a third to sixth round guy. I've seen, he's all over the place. There's some film I watch of him. I love him. Then I watch another game and I'm like, God, this guy shouldn't be drafted, but like he's all (laughs) over the place. So, um, and then Bergeron second to third round. So that's kind of where I have those guys going. Um, But anyway, now those are some of the tackle guys. Yeah. I love these names and I, I love that we can, you know, I, I'm a film guy. I, I don't, Back, I don't have anything to back this stuff up with just what I see on, on film. So it's nice to get the other side of the coin with, you know, where the 49ers are interested. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what you've been putting your finger on the whole time. Uh, what if we go over to the edge spot? Let, let's stay on the defense, you know, stay on the let's line, but let's go to the other side. Who are some edge guys that you have kind of heard or the Niners seem to be pursuing? Well, first let's look at uh, the top 30 edge guys, right? And, and they've had quite a few. So B.J. Thompson at a SFA, uh, and then D.J. Johnson out of Oregon, and then Yaya Diaby at uh, a Louisville. I keep hearing Diaby, man. Like, uh, I saw a report earlier today from someone else that, you know, the 49ers have had the most interest in, in uh, Diaby. So that could be a, a name. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, John, because, I, again, I have no idea, but I – I feel like he'd be available in that range, right? Of the 99 to one. I think so. Um, You know, you look at, you know, Bruce Feldman, DJ, uh, Daniel Jeremiah. He's like one of the fastest climbers. Um, And almost all of the kind of big wigs, whatever, they they were low on him. I think PFF had like a 200 number on him. And I was just like, man, that – I don't see that. I don't see that. I have a third round grade on him. I labeled him as a rush crush guy, like a guy that I'm in love with. But again, like he's undersized. He's small, 6'3". Um, he's just speed, speed, speed. So you're going after traits, which the NFL covets. And which, so. Which I think that's kind of what the 49ers are going to be looking for, though. They they need speed. I mean, I think they, they realize that um, 
they're they miss that uh d ford impact you know and that comes from being able to get to the quarterback quickly right so mm-hmm. diaby's a guy who you can do that with so he doesn't need to be a complete total package kind of guy but just a maybe situational pass rusher that could get to the quarterback quickly um i think you know drake jackson's gonna take a a step maybe make a leap this year right so um, he could be someone who takes care of the early downs potentially with, you know, maybe this rookie coming in and being that third down guy. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like when you're looking at edge guys and you're, again, we're picking late third, this is essentially a fourth round pick. You, you're sacrificing something because if they were perfect prospects, they'd be going much earlier. So you're yeah. either getting somebody that is a production type player but traits aren't there or you're getting a traits guy whose production's not there or the frame, like you kind of have to pick and choose. And I really hope they come out of this draft with two edges um, and two tight ends. We'll get to tight ends in a second, but um, yeah, yeah, that's a name I'm very high on. Um, It's just, if he is there, I think he will be there. I think Niners get a shot at him. So um, other edge guys that kind of stood out to you, you talked about DJ Johnson out of Oregon, right? Is that Oregon? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oregon. Yeah. He, he was a fun guy, and I I know Wayne Breezy. He's huge on on DJ. He's talked a lot about him. Six four two sixty. Um, that's a little bit of a later round guy. I have a fourth round on him, but again, Niners don't have a fourth. So mm-hmm. if you want him, you gotta kind of jump up. And you know, if I was the Niners GM, if I had two or three of these edge guys, I would wait until there was just one left. Then I'd try to jump up and get them. Uh, we saw last year, Niners made zero trades, so mm-hmm. maybe that stays. I doubt it, though. Do you, I think the Niners be active on the trade market during the draft, don't you? Uh, yeah, I mean, they could be. You know, we've seen that if they really like someone, they're not afraid to even reach for the guys that they, they really like. And because, you know, they don't have a fourth, like you mentioned, because they don't have uh, a second and a first, you know, they could feel more compelled to – move up to get the guy they want because I feel like they might get a little anxious, right? You know, not having picks in the first two rounds. So um, they might want to make that move. The thing is that the picks that they do have, I think they have one of the least amount of cumulative value, like all of their draft picks together in the draft. So that would make it hard, I think, to kind of package something, not impossible, but you know, it has to make sense for the team too, where they don't feel like they're giving too much up, but it's possible. Definitely. Yeah. Big Papa says, you know, last, the, the last two draft years have been different, right? So in yes. 2021, we had a lot of young players because people were coming out early because of COVID Trey Lance, right. Was literally 20 years old when he was drafted. Now with the six year COVID exemption, we're getting older players. We're getting guys like Charlie Jones, wide receiver Purdue, who literally played for three colleges and is about to be 25, three years older than Trey Lance, you know, coming in as a rookie. There's a lot of those types of guys. Luke Schoonmaker, tight end, who the Niners, I think, would be a perfect fit. He's 25. So it's it's weird how COVID has impacted this because you're not getting near as many young guys, um, which the Niners take into account age big time with their prospects. Drake Jackson, very young. Uh, they get a lot of young guys. So it, that's another thing to look at. Um, and, you, you know, Steph, you're somebody who you meet with these guys. You had one of my favorite players, Akina, on your show. Uh, was, was it yesterday? 
Yeah, it was just yesterday. Time is coming to a standstill uh, as draft gets closer and all these rumors keep going. But talk to me about Akina real quick. We're talking about edge guys because he's he's one of my favorite players out of Rice. What were your thoughts meeting with him, talking with him, your overall just kind of evaluation of who he is as a person? Yeah, as a person, he seems pretty, you know, laid back, uh, you know, kind of quiet, but he, all about football, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you just know <laughs> with some of those guys, Nick Bose is kind of the same way. Uh, maybe he can't have like the longest conversation with you, but he, you know, he's, he's going to put it all on the field. So he kind of struck me as that kind of guy. Um, and, but it was a, it was a great interview. And if you guys want to check that out, that's on my YouTube channel. And I've, I've had several interviews with a bunch of different guys as well. So um, you guys should check that out. Yeah, I love that. Uh, again, at Steph49K, uh, that's where it's at. Uh, go check it out over there. All right, let's go to the tight end. Uh, we love our tight ends in Kyle Shanahan's yeah. offense. <laughs> what are some of the guys that uh, the Niners have pursued or met with and tried to found out kind of who they are that stand out to you? Yeah, so again, let's start with the, the top 30 visits. Surprisingly, not a ton of top 30 visits with uh, tight ends. And the ones they have brought in, uh, a lot of them are not ones like the the top ones that everyone is talking about. Braden Willis, I think, is one guy that a lot of people have mentioned for the 49ers. He, he had a top 30 visit. Um, that one, I think, strikes me as really important because – when I spoke to him at the combine, you know, I had asked him if he had met with the 49ers. Um, I believe he said it was a formal interview. I asked him how it went. He said, they love, I love them. They love me is what he said. You don't usually get responses like that from a player. Usually it's just like, yeah, it went, it went well. But for him to say that, I think, uh, you know, said a lot. So yeah, that, that could be something. He even said, like, that that could be uh, <laughs> a relationship going forward, uh, but we'll just have to see is what he said. So uh, keep an eye on that one, you know? Like, I, I definitely, like, highlighted that one, uh, put a star next to his name after he told me that. And, uh, you know, certainly after he had the top 30 visit with the 49ers, um, you know, once again, I was like, ah, okay. And so they also met with uh, Joel Wilson out of Central Michigan, Hadn't heard much about him uh, before the top 30 visit report. And admittedly, I haven't done uh, a lot of, you know, watching him. Right. So I can't say much about him. Ben Sims out of Baylor as well. Another kind of like low end or low key kind of guy. You, you don't hear his name too much, but clearly the 49ers like something about him. Uh, and Cameron Latu out of uh uh, Alabama. Alabama. So yeah, those are the the top 30 visits that they've had with tight ends. And like I said, they met with almost every tight end who was at the combine and formal interviews, Davis Allen out of Clemson, Sam Laporta out of Iowa, Josh Wiley out of Cincinnati, Brenton Strange, who a lot of people like for the 49ers definitely seems to fit, uh, you know, what they like very George Kittle like, and just yeah. like what he does well. Um, and uh, Payne Durham as well. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like every tight end is on the table for the 49ers. I'm not ruling any guy out for them at this point. And I agree with you with what you said earlier, that the 49ers could come away with two tight ends in this draft, either via the draft or after, like, 
undrafted free agents, they they pick one up from there as well. Because because this tight end class is so deep, I think they're going to be able to get very good value um, for who they end up getting. So, and I could totally see them getting two tight ends. I you know you brought up Braden Willis first, and I feel like he's the perfect number two tight end if you're getting to because man, when I was watching his film, I kept saying, dude, this guy could play fullback easily. Uh, he was used in a lot of creative ways. So like you know that Ross Dwelly where you know if yeah. Kyle Uzcheck goes down, he bumps back to fullback. Like he was a guy that was just screaming to me six four two thirty nine. So he's on the small side height wise. He's on the small side weight wise um, for these tight ends. It just kept screaming, man. Like if this dude just got a little more athletic and lost a little weight, he'd be a perfect fullback. Um, I think he fits. You talked about uh, my, my favorite, maybe not rank-wise tight end, but Josh Weil out of Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. I am so high on that kid. Um, I saw you post about him yesterday. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I have to struggle because I have too many clips of him. <laughs> <laughs> and I try to only do like one or two clips uh, for a prospect a day, but uh, for him, I cheat a little bit. Uh, yeah, the montage. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's what it is. So, do you have a favorite? If you had to pick, like, is there somebody that stands out to you? If you had access to all those tight ends, probably not Sam Laporta. I think you'd have trade up for him. But out of all those tight ends you mentioned, is there somebody that kind of stands out for you as like the one? If you could say, man, grab that guy. Who who, who would you say? For selfish reasons, uh, I I would say um, uh, what was the name? I was just talking about Braden Willis, just because like I have some good footage of me talking with him. Uh, but you know, also him being a good fit. I think Brenton Strange as well. Uh, just from the fit factor, right? I I think he makes a lot of sense. So, but I, I truly I have no preference, just because like I think. There's so many good guys that I think you can end up with. And, you know, I, I feel like the 49ers are going to find someone, you know, they, they got George Kittle after all. Right. So I, I think uh, I'm going to trust them and their judgment on who they pick for a tight end. In Shanahan, we trust. Uh, th that's kind of the way it's got to go. Uh, Josh, a 40 hours faithful forever asks, uh, who is your draft crush? Steph, is there somebody that stands out? whatever position, somebody you met or not, that you're just like, man, I really hope the Niners get this guy. Um, you know, I don't really have like a, I don't know, a huge like draft crush or anything. You know, John, you mentioned you're, you're not really as much in tune with like the reports of the draft, but you're very in tune with the film. I'm the opposite. <laughs> so I've been like so focused on these reports that I haven't even really dived into a lot of tape. So I think it'd be unfair to say like I have a draft crush without, you know, having looked into these players films a whole lot. Uh, but I, I will mention someone who I did have on my channel who I know the 49ers have met with. Uh, and he could be someone who they get in the later round or a priority free agent who I really like is Ty Okada. Um, and he, he just seemed like a, a 49er in speaking with him. Very, very blue collar. He's a safety, uh, He's a safety and he could play nickel corner as well. He's out of Montana State, so smaller school, um, but definitely someone who I think just fits the mold of, of what the 49ers would like. Uh, so that that would kind of be one of those guys. Um, but Michael Wilson out of Stanford as well. I have a lot of guys that you know I I do like. Uh, stood out at the Senior Bowl when I watched them, or stood out at the combine when I talked to them. Right. 
Um, but yeah, I nothing that I base solely just on film, unfortunately. Right. So yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I want to say thank you to Corey Soto for the super chat. He says, in my opinion, Phantom is a choice. It's not hereditary. Um, is there anything the Niners could do to persuade either of you to disown the fandom? Oh, that's an interesting <laughs> question, Corey. I'll say this. I am very, very proud. You know, my, my kids, I bring them to the game sometimes when we can make it work and all that stuff. I love buying them 49ers stuff and seeing them wear, you know, amazing humans and one of my favorite things about the shanahan lynch era it post reuben foster i feel like they learned their lesson they don't want to mess with that off the field stuff like and that is something that like man i'm proud of that that these players they bring in high quality people that do great things uh on and off the field guys like eric armstead you know and so it's frustrating whenever i do some of these draft reports that i'm like Yep, Niners aren't drafted this guy. Uh, not happening. Like yeah. he is not going to be on their board. I don't want to put those names out there. I don't want to, but I'm proud of what the Niners have put on the field and the humans that you know they bring around. But if that changed and you know they went after guys like I don't know the Cowboys or you know the Chiefs, how they just really do not care if people lay their hands on women or children. That's crazy to me. Um, but that would be my answer. Steph, do you have an answer uh, that goes along with that? Yeah, that, that's an interesting question. Um, I think it would be pretty tough for one for me to completely, completely disown, you know, the 49ers just because I love them so much. And I don't think my love for the 49ers comes from like one particular player. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so or one particular person, if that's like in the front office or something like that. Right. So I think it would take a lot like they it would have to be an entire like organizational thing, like Washington, you know, like I'd be on the borderline there. Um, but even then, like you, you see people who are Washington fans who have stayed through all of that, right. Just because they, they love the team. Right. Yeah. Uh, so even though there's crappy people in the building, it's like, God, you, you still love the team. Um, and so I think it would take a lot. I don't know if there's one particular thing that would, uh, yeah, and and I think, you know, I, I just want to say, like, shout out to all the Oakland fans because, you know, they just got screwed. And I, I feel bad. I'm not an A's fan I, by any stretch, but that sucks. Uh, they're going to be losing their team. They just lost the Raiders. Like, it, Warriors moved to adjacent. Like, it just sucks. And I hate that because, like, we start following these guys. I started whenever I was nine years old being a Niners fan. Every day since, it hasn't even been close. Like, it's just who I am. It's part of my identity. It's my career. I don't know. It, it, it's it's difficult. Like, I saw the news yeah. today. Matt Patricia is going to Philly. And I was just like, ooh, yikes. It's like <laughs> one of the most, like, unkind human beings in the world. Like, I would hate to have that dude <laughs> on my coaching staff. But, you know, it's it's what it is. Um, Sin, what's up, girl? Good to see you guys. I'm seeing Denise in here, too. What's up? What is going on? I love it. Um, all right, here we go. Let's shift back just a little bit now. Last year, I, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. I think I like copyright infringement because I had you on my show and I, I asked the question, if there was one word or phrase that you could kind of use to summarize how the 49ers have built their team, I used your answer probably on 50 shows. Uh, I gave you credit every time. I don't remember the answer. So You said insulated. And I thought it was absolutely perfect because, you know, they had Jimmy G, they had 
uh, Trey Lance. They drafted Brock, and it was just, you know, they built their entire roster to, I don't know, um, sustain injuries, which it worked really, really well uh, until uh, the NFC Championship game. So I guess my question to you is this. Looking at the current 49ers roster compared to the end of last season, um, where are your thoughts just as a whole? Where's the 49ers roster currently compared to what it was at the end of the 2022 season? Um, what are some things that stand out to you? Did they improve in some areas? Just kind of a general outlook, because I think one of the things you're best at, Steph, is just, man, you boil it down and make it make sense for dumb people like me. So uh, I, I'll, I'll just hand that off to you. Um, okay. So, I mean, th- clearly there's still work to do, right? I mean, the draft still needs to happen. They're going to fill out their roster with undrafted free agents as well. And also they'll probably bring in, I'm sure a veteran sometime after the draft too. Right. So there's still work to be done, but I do think the 49ers are getting to a point and I'm sorry if this needed to be a one word answer. It's not going to be. I love this. Um, You just go girl. (laughs) But you know, I feel like the, the roster is getting to a point where your foundational pieces uh, or some of them at least are, are getting up there in age and they're in the, their primes, right? A lot of these guys. So I think there is a sense of like this being a window. Uh, th- and especially this season feels like very important for that. Uh, so I think, yeah, I, I would just say this is kind of their window. I think they're going to start next season. We'll probably be talking about retooling a little bit, right? Um, they're still going to have those foundational pieces, but I, I still feel like there will be some changes here and there. I mean, I know part of this offseason, uh, a lot of us have talked about, oh, well, the team may have to pick between Ayuk and Debo at some point, right? Mm. Uh, that conversation may come soon. Uh, the 49ers going to be getting a tight end or two, you know, does that spell the end of George Kittle at some point, right? He's 30, right? So, um, you know, I think those tough conversations are are going to be happening. Uh, and so I think the next year's draft and, and drafts after that are going to be, you know, very important for this team. But it definitely feels like there's a there's a window here, right? That I don't know if it's closing, but it's it's definitely open right now. You know, it's yeah. It, and I feel like the way the Niners have built this team is you know they want both they they want yeah. it's it's one foot on each side <laughs> when do, when now don't jeopardize the future too yes. much and, and so i like that and so man i eddie he says man i'm tired of the iu trade rumor stuff um he is so useful especially the blocking i don't think that that decision needs to be made anytime soon and very similar to how i feel about trey lance like i don't think now's the time to trade him and with iu no matter who the quarterback is, whether it's Trey, whether it's Sam Darnold, if you're in that camp, or it's Brock Purdy, they're all young, 22, 23, 25 years old. Why would you get rid of one of the comfort blankets that is successful in every freaking game? Why would you get rid of that? I, I just don't understand. Even if you could get, you know, pick 25 or whatever that he went, I think he went 26. I don't know. Even if you get the same pick that you got for him, you're not replacing very well what he did um i just i don't like that and so if you even if you're one of the people that's like man i really w- trading iuk makes sense 
I don't think that makes sense till next year. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I, I do feel that the decision will need to be made at some point. And yeah, I agree. It doesn't need to happen this off season. If I were the 49ers, I certainly would go with the more traditional, um, all around like wide receiver, like Brandon Ayuk rather than Debo Samuel. I love Debo Samuel. I feel like he brings, um, yeah, a certain energy to the team. Like he, he can ignite a, like a little run in a game, mm. you know? Um, and I think he's someone that the team rallies behind. That being said, I feel like the his skill set when they traded for Christian McCaffrey, th- there's some overlap in those skill sets, right? So I, I think that if I had to choose, it makes it easier to for Debo Samuel to be the odd man looking out at that point, right? Right. You have you have the all around wide receiver who seems like he's only getting better every year in Brandon Ayuk, and you have Debo Samuel who's a very tough, you know, player athlete. And I think it it would be hard to expect him to sustain that every single season like obviously the season that earned him his contract and I don't want to say it was just that season that earned him his contract but you know what I mean um obviously that season we'll we'll never see a season like that again right so really at this point you're just uh you're paying Debo and and mind you Debo Samuel's contract is only going to escalate from here so I think that's another reason why to me, it makes sense for Debo to be the the guy that they trade. Cause also I feel like teams, teams would probably give you a pretty decent, um, you know, pick or two for Debo. Yeah. And I think those are discussions that you eventually will have, especially if you get one of these quarterbacks that does lock up the position and he's just that guy moving forward. Um, I like that. Oscar, he says the best thing John and Kyle have done is set up the team to not need a superstar free agent signing every year. I think you're right. Um, even though we got that superstar free agent signing this year, which Javon Hargrave, I wasn't expecting that. And that's the thing that I keep going back to, you know, these national media people want to put out there that like, oh, Trey Lance is on his way out or whatever else. I'm like, man, when was the last time they were right about any significant move? Nobody talked about Javon Hargrave to the 49ers. I had no clue that was even a possibility. Um, and then, boom, it happened. Like, was that something that you were expecting? No, not at all. <laughs> Just because, was. like, usually, okay, like, looking at going into this offseason, you kind of figure the 49ers would be very careful with their money because they usually are in the offseason, right? And especially this season because they didn't have a ton of cap space. So that's why that move kind of struck me as, as super surprising. I thought they'd kind of go in the – um, you know, bargain bins a little bit, which is okay. I, I felt like there were some guys out there who they could have brought in <laughs> and and been fine. Uh, but I think that move tells me that they know that this is like a big year for them, right? And I, I talk about window, and and I think you you said it perfectly that they do kind of have like one foot on each side, you know, where they're not jeopardizing. I still don't feel like they're jeopardizing their future, so that's why. I think it's important that when I say window, it doesn't necessarily mean they they won't be competing, uh, you know, next year. But I think this is probably like one of their best um, windows or years that they have the opportunities that they have because you know Trent Williams as well is is a guy who in a few years could be retiring. 
Um, so, you know, you, you gotta do it with the best guys that you have. Yeah. Yeah. I, that makes me sad. Just hearing know, that phrase. And it makes sense. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just like, man, ah, and I think that if we are going to be honest about the 49ers window, some of the staples eventually are going to have to kind of not necessarily play their way out, but like Trent Williams going to retire. Um, mm -hmm. You know, George Kittle, who I think is the life and soul of this team, I hope he plays here his entire career, but either age, injuries, or something's yeah. going to eventually catch up to him. Now, maybe that's four or five years down the road, which is awesome, but players come to a close. And if you're just looking at next year, Tayshawn Gibson, you know, who's only been here one year, but like he was an integral part of last season, and Trent Williams, those are real possibilities. Um which, which breaks my heart, but it's just the, it's the nature of the beast, sadly. And so uh, those draft days that the Niners have been so consistent with drafting players a year before they're needed, where they redshirt them, you know, look at Aaron Banks to Lake and uh, Tomlinson, uh, Huff to Tart, all those things. Um, are there any other players that you're like, man, this could be the last year or one of the last years that we have these guys on our roster um, besides Trent, who you brought up? Um, oddly, no, like, um, I don't think this year, you know, maybe, maybe like next year there, I don't think there's anyone going into this season that only has one year left on their contract that I don't think they're going to bring back. That's like a foundational guy. Right. Right. So I, I feel like they'll, they'll be okay. Um, this year, but I think starting next year, we'll probably have more of those conversations, but I think some of us already have it in the back of our minds. Right. Because if you're the 49ers and you're looking at this draft, you got to start, you do have to start thinking about those things, you know, in advance because you're going to have to have those contingency plans before those things happen, ideally. Um, so I, I think uh, if we see the 49ers uh, bring in a tackle, I wouldn't even be surprised if it's not for right tackle, maybe it's the left tackle of the future, right? So I, I think that's that's something to consider. I love that. I love that. Greg it says Shady keeps the window open as long as he's the head coach. That is one that I like. Um, he's a good one. He's a good one. Now before we jump out of here, I'm curious. How did you become a 49ers fan, Steph? Um, well, I'm from the Bay Area, and you know my family has always been really into sports. My brother especially. My I look up to my brother a ton. Uh, so he always had like the posters on the wall. He still collects a bunch of like, you know, 49ers and various sports memorabilia. Um, he has an awesome man cave. Uh, and I actually did a little like video tour of him with that man cave. It's on my channel. So you guys can search that, but yeah, like, so basically it was just, you know, family, family roots rooted in, in, uh, you know, giants, Niners, all, all the Bay area teams. Oh. I love it. It's beautiful. Now, here we go. The draft happens. Okay. It comes to a close. What are you going to do next? Because you've been, you've had, you've just dominated this like <laughs> session so well. Um, are you going to get a little bit of a break or what's next after that? Yeah, I, I think I deserve <laughs> a break. No, I'd seriously like these last few months. I think I like o overworked myself at times. Um, but no, like I, I'll, I'll definitely, you know, have a break a little bit. There's some 
small pieces of, of dead period in the off season. A lot of people think like, oh, it's the off season. It's dead for like content creators, but no, like there's actually so much going on. Um, so yeah, I, I'll probably take a break, but I'll be back at it for training camp. Hopefully I'll, I'll actually be out there. Um, you know, this, this training camp. Oh, I love it. I'm hoping to make my way up there. So, uh, anytime we get a hangout is always going to be a good, a good thing. So, uh, I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get up there. Uh, I will say this. Wife's got an interview up there in the Bay Area. So uh, keep your nice. fingers crossed, peeps. It, it would be cool. uh, it would be nice. All right. Uh, so any other interviews that you have upcoming before the draft or are those all kind of D-U-N done? No, none planned right now. I mean, if if I happen to reach out to a player, I might get something going. But as of right, I'm not trying to push it because I, I think I've like, I've got a pretty good amount of interviews out there. Um, so, yeah, now I'm just chilling, waiting for the draft to happen. And then, you know, there'll be some content after that, you know, checking into some of these guys. And I'll do my annual, like, draft review with uh, Ryan Roberts, Ryzen Draft on Twitter. Uh, so, yeah, it, it'll be fun. Gosh, awesome. Well, Steph, thank you so much for your time, everything you do for the community, your friendship. Freaking love hanging out. We, we, we've been able to hang out a couple of years in a row on some of these road trips, and uh, hopefully we'll get that going again this year. Uh, but that's going to do it for us. Thank you, Clayton, the man behind the scenes. Steph, go check out our channel. If you're watching on our channel, uh, maybe check out mine. We do some stuff over here. Uh, but uh, other than that, till next time, Steph, any closing remarks? Um, no, just that you'll probably be on my channel next week. You didn't know so. that yet, but I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, in. We'll, we'll make it happen for sure. Awesome. All right. Till next time. Stay strong, faithful. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.